Hello everyone, this is Dr. Inibega Desonya. Hope everybody is doing fantastic today. All right, today I have another exciting and interesting topic. Today I'm going to speak about um, the payroll protection program and it's how to apply for the payroll protection program loan forgiveness. Now, um, the COVID-19 pandemic crippled so many businesses and um, in the United States, um, Congress stepped up and actually passed some legislature to help businesses. You know, some businesses um, lost sales and they couldn't even pay bills. They couldn't even actually, they couldn't make payroll. And so um, um, the government actually bailed them out or build businesses out by, by you know, passing legislature, an example, or the, okay, not really example, the legislatures that were passed for COVID-19 um, fell under the CARES Act, which is the Coronavirus AIDS um, Relief and Economic Security Act, the Consolidated Appropriation Act, which is the CAA of 2021, and the American Rescue Plan Act. Um, one of the items that was um, one of the relief um, measures that were provided, that was provided under the COVID nineteen um, um, no, under the you know I believe the CARES Act and the um, American Rescue Plan Act was the payroll protection program. So just like the name sounds and the name says, is actually to protect payroll although there was a certain percentage that you could use for other things like, um, you know, mortgage or um, paying rent and other items like that. But basically, a big chunk of it was for the payroll protection is to pay protect payroll, as the, names, as the name says, protect payroll. So it was really to pay for payroll. Now, this loan, remember, is a payroll protection is under the payroll protection program, but it's a loan. Um, but this loan is actually a forgivable loan, right? It can be forgiven. And so today I'm just moved to speak on this because a lot of people collected this loan, but they have not applied for forgiveness. And I know a lot of people are out there saying, oh yeah, this is um, it's going to be a loan that we can collect and it's going to be forgiven. Yes, that's right. If you meet specific guidelines, they'll be forgiven. But you have to understand that forgiveness is not automatic. I want to stress that. That's why I really was moved to speak about this today because um, a lot of people don't know that forgiveness is not automatic. Now, if there's an avenue for you to have a loan forgiven and um, just be just by making sure that you apply correctly and not only applying correctly that you file the correct documents why don't you just do the right thing because if not you have to pay back this loan you have to pay back the loan and so my question to you is why don't you do what is required and so some of you don't know so I'm going to go through some i mean some some ways that you can actually make sure that your loan is forgiven all right so first of all 
I'm, I want to stress here that I'm, I'm basing this base. I'm speaking based on this, on the Small Business Administration guidelines. They have guidelines for you to make sure that you your loan is forgiven. First of all, um, you have to make sure that you apply for forgiveness within 10 months after the last day of the covered period, right? You have to make sure. So let's say the covered period ends, let's say, October, 10 months after October 2020. Um, we have Jan- um, October, we have November, December, and then we, we have um, maybe eight months into 2021. I know that there has been a deferral, so I know that the government pushed out and um, gave an um, additional timing, but I always say that why do you have to because wait for that additional timing because you might forget, and if you forget, the loan will not be forgiven. You know, they gave, gave time. You have to make sure that you apply for forgiveness. Forgiveness of this payroll protection program loan is not automatic. So if you haven't decide, if you haven't submitted the right documents or you've not even submitted documents, please make sure you start working on that now. All right? Make sure you start working on that now. You know, so the forms you can complete, you have to contact your PPP lender, which is Payroll Protection Program lender. I'm going to be using the terms PPP, which is the Payroll Protection Program, a short form abbreviation of that. So you make sure you contact your lender. So the lender and ask that they provide you with either an SBA form 3508, form 3508EZ, or form 3508S, or a lender equivalent. So the, the S and the EZ are actually um, short versions and um, they are shortened, they are not as long as the 3508. Now your lender should be able to provide you guidance on how to fill that form. Again, the first thing you need to do, if you have not done that already, contact your lender. I know that I'm speaking about the SBA guidelines, but the SBA did not give anybody any loan, individually loan. It worked through lenders, various lenders. So um, you must have, if you have, if you have received it, if you received your PPP, it would definitely be through a lender. So first and foremost, contact the lender. Now the required form to fill is from 3508, but I mean, of course, there are versions of that, but the lender might also have a specific form for you to fill. Now, the next thing you need to do is is start putting your payroll documentation together. Put your documentation together. I know I said a large percentage of that money is supposed to be applied to payroll. And um, of course, there are other the other the other items that were required, like mortgage and other things. But for now, I'm going to speak uh, start by speaking about payroll. Now, when you're looking at payroll documentation, you have to provide things like tax forms. You have to, you know, um, you know, like 941s, quarterly forms, you know, checks, you know, just anything that will show that you actually paid that your employee or make sure that you have the documents that show you know it's very important that you sh- you should be very very transparent 
show it completely like you're very very transparent that you you want every document that is required because remember you're talking about loan forgiveness and you you don't want it because you just forgot to submit one or two documents then you're not forgiving that loan um so make sure that you have every document required state state individual um wages report um unemployment insurance tax reports um you know cancel checks um make sure that you everything that shows that you the money that you that you are that you received under the PPP that money was applied um for payroll it is the right percentage was applied for payroll all right um i'm I have to, i'm not going to go through the guidance again um because i already spoke about the guidance on what it is that you're required um the percentage you're required to spend on on um payroll and the percentage you're required to spend on other items now at this time we're talking about collating those documents to make sure that all the documents that you can show that yes this is how much i spent on payroll all right now non payroll expense remember i said a large percentage is to be spent was sorry was because at this time you have already spent it i'm speaking to you um towards the i'm speaking to you in the third quarter of 2021 and so the second payroll um ppp um um disbursement was in march so i'm sure you've used it by now so we've talked about the evidence to show um what you spent the money on right is um we talked about payroll um just now um another thing you have to look at when we're looking at non payroll um you know the expenses that you can actually were actually um spent on mortgage interest lease payments um business utility payments now for mortgage interest payments you have to um you know get the lender amortization schedule um not this lender the mortgage lender right to show that yes you paid you paid mortgage then if it's a lease you have to see the current lease agreement and then the receipt and cancel checks now verifying eligible payments um i know that some people pay cash they pay cash some people pay cash for their business um your business rent and lease payments i have said this several times but i will reiterate this i strongly disagree on payments payments made with cash i strongly advise clients to please make payments with check or by card any form of card credit or debit card even if it's a transfer by um um a an account transfer that's also good the reason being that you can trace it so but if you made payment by um a check and um, by cash then you would have to bring receipts showing that you made that payment but it's very important i always say this because it's easier to trace when you make payment by credit card debit card or check or wire but at least to see a paper trail now for utility payments invoices receipt cancel check on the account then you might have operating expenses you know invoices you know cancel checks generally all right then if you have things that relate to damage costs um you had to replace things we have to see evidence that you did that 
okay, because I know that something that um, that it was allowed is that, you know, some businesses were looted and they were doing some kind of, um, maybe there was vandal, um, vandalism and a lot of things happened to your business. And I mean, so you have to make sure you show evidence of that. And their, you know, suppliers cost things like um, contracts, you know, you know, then workers' protection expenditure. As long as you show invoices, make sure that all these documents are in place. So if you list an item payroll, I always do reference. If I say that, um, let's say an item is payroll, I will reference document one. I even I also accompany my documentation of my clients or any documentation, I will, I will reference it, document one, and I will, I will actually, if, it's, if I'm doing employees, employee 941, I will tie that to the form. I'll say document one, line one um, on the form, on the form, leave the form number is form 3508. So I will make sure that I tie it, I'll make sure I, I will, you know, um, match it by referencing the number on the document, whether it's a receipt, whether it's an invoice, so that the person reviewing, reviewing the agreement or the, 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 should I say not agreement, the documentation for forgiveness will see or will be able to follow that um, um, in order, all right? Now, um, you've collected the form, you have all the documents, now everything is in order. Now, you have to submit the forgiveness form and documentation to your PPP lender, all right? That means that, you know, you got the form, everything. You've collated everything. So make sure that you submit every, every document that is required, all the form, the backup, and submit it directly to your, to your lender, right? And then... After submitting it, please do not just submit it like that. Um, you know, continue to contact your lender. Make sure that, you know, you communicate because sometimes there might be something that is not there. And um, it's very important for you to ask the lender. Remember, most lenders have so many, so many people that are working with, so many clients that are working with. So you have to, you have to be responsible for your own account, all right? You have to contact it. And make sure because you are, you are responsible to, you know, to find out what is happening. Is everything okay? Is everything in place? All right. So, um, I want to conclude by reiterating that forgiveness is not automatic, right? As a small business owner, please contact your lender. Ensure that you submit all the relevant documents for your business that qualifies you for forgiveness. Ensure that your lender acknowledges receipt of all required documents. So when you send the documents, make sure you said, have you received it and they acknowledge receipt? I would believe, for me, I strongly believe in documentation. So instead of picking up the call, uh, your phone to call the, the lender, email and say, please, could you confirm receipt? Did you receive my documents? You know, some, some lenders actually have a portal, and the portal will just, that you can upload all your documents there. So that is fine. In that case, I mean, they received it, but you, have, you can still communicate and say, I uploaded it. I just want to, f I'm, I'm following up, right? And another thing that 
that you must receive. You know, the lender is actually responsible for submitting everything to, um, you know, to the SBA, right? The Small Business Administration. But you have to receive a letter from the lender say you have been forgiven, everything is done. You have to make sure you receive that letter. If you have not received that letter within a reasonable time, you need to call your lender and ask, I want to follow up. Actually, I would say that after submitting it, find out by the following week, have they received the documents or by this, even that week, have they received the documents? Then you can follow up with them maybe on a weekly basis to see what is the position of the documents you submitted. It's very important that you actually receive a letter and say, yes, you are forgiven. Yes, because you don't want the kind that uh, maybe a document is missing, something that you could actually find or add and you haven't received any information from the lender. You have to make sure you follow up with the lender, continue to communicate right until you get that final letter and ensure that again act promptly i want you to know that you know we are talking about covered period right make sure that you act in as soon as possible because if you do not act promptly remember if borrowers do not apply for forgiveness within 10 months after the last day of the covered period then the ppp loan payments are no longer deferred and borrowers will begin making loan payments to the PPP lender. So I know there's been an extension, which is a good thing, but I strongly believe that you should act immediately. Act immediately. Do not wait for the extension to end because things happen, people get busy, and um, you know it's very important for you to act immediately. Of course, as I would always say, um, don't do this alone. Contact your accountant, your CPA to work with you um, because some of these processes might be new to you, might be something that you don't really understand. So please contact your CPA to work with you. Most of you have your CPAs that work with you on payroll and other items. Please make sure you follow up. You do not want to be in a situation that a loan that could have been forgiven is not forgiven. I know they said it's 1% they're going to give you a 1% interest. You don't want that, really, because as far as you're concerned, that the total loan can be forgiven. People say, oh, 1%, if they give you um, um, a loan of how much? Um, let's say, um, give you a loan of 50000 right? You said, okay, oh, I'm just going to pay because 1% of 50000 because 10% is 5,000, 1% is um, 500. And then you said, oh, it's just how much is that? I don't have to pay um, so much back. So um, I'm, it doesn't mean much to me. I'm not going to pay so much back. It's just 500, but, but you're still going to pay 5,000, 50, sorry, 50,000 um, and 500 back. That's maybe that's when that 1%, you're, st- you're paying the loan and the 1% interest. But if you're forgiven, you're not paying the 50000 back and you're not paying the, the interest. So look at that. So that's why I, I really want to emphasize this. Work with your accountant. Make sure that all the documents are submitted. You know, make sure that um, everything is submitted, not only submitted, but submitted in a timely manner, on time, promptly. Follow up with your lender. Get the letter confirming that the loan has been forgiven. 
right? Because you don't want anything to fall through the cracks. Okay, I hope I've been able to share something today. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye for now.